Welcome to OrthoGuide, a podcast on medtech advancements in orthosurgery, brought to you by OrthoGrid Systems. Hello, everyone. I am Tyler Kern. Welcome to the podcast today. On today's podcast, we're going to be discussing a new partnership between OrthoGrid and OsoVR to scale access to fluoroscopic guidance technology. And joining me to talk about that today is the co-founder of OrthoGrid, Edward Saget. Edward, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. And then Dr. Justin Barad, CEO and co-founder of OsoVR. Justin, thank you for being here as well. It's a privilege to be here. Thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things that stands out to me about this partnership is the willingness for a company like OrthoGrid to always be pushing to adapt to new technologies and kind of pushing that envelope a little bit more. Was that an important aspect of this partnership, Edward, the ability to enhance curtain product offerings and to continue that forward momentum into the technology space? Absolutely. Um, the, the important part with technology is uh, there's an adoption curve that exists and uh, you have to shift mindsets a little bit uh, and it allows for actually things to be done differently sometimes. So uh, training and education is very important to facilitate that uh, even though technology is a way to try to simplify things to some extent but you still need to change the way people may view certain things and how to uh, access that information is uh, with technology seems to be better when it's used uh, in conjunction with another technology like uh, the also VR technology platform. Absolutely. So, J- Justin, what made this a good partnership and a good fit for also VR? I think uh, there is a lot of alignment between OSO and OrthoGrid and also myself and, and Edward. We have very similar backgrounds and very similar goals. And I think uh, just that shared passion, um, you know, we came across each other at the orthopedic technology conference and, you know, we were uh, and have been a little dismayed at the, the variability in outcomes when it comes to certain orthopedic procedures that it's a, a lot of people kind of are doing things by eyeballing them or by, by hand. Uh, without really training uh, themselves beforehand or really assessing themselves. And so, you know, most people do get excellent results from from surgery, but there's a lot of variability and a lot of room for improvement so that we have very consistent and outstanding outcomes. A lot a lot like in the, the aviation industry, you know, I always say, and I, I, was, I was telling Edward the other day, you know, when you get on a plane, you're not kind of like furiously and frantically Googling your pilot trying to find Yelp reviews, but we do that when we get surgery. And you know, that really shouldn't be the case. You should know that you're going to get the same result every time. So the technology that OrthoGrid is creating is going to change uh, the way a lot of us perform orthopedic procedures. And it's it's so effective and simple in its execution and, and extremely robust. So um, there there's so many different applications of this technology, but it's it does require uh, one behavior change. And also people need to understand the value that it brings. Um, and also, and then learn how to use it properly. And and that's where we come in, is that in order for Edward to adequately demonstrate his technology, I mean, ideally, he'd have a C-arm and a patient, a cadaver, and a lab, and that's very hard to do. Searches are very busy. You have to fly people around. That equipment is very expensive. There are exposures to radiation that no one really wants to be exposed to when they're just being uh, training or exploring technology. And so, with this partnership, it's almost like you have this entire fluoroscopy lab in your pocket. And in a second, you can jump somebody in and show them very clearly what the value gap is with and without OrthoGrid and how much of a difference they could be making for their patients. 
instantaneously and then subsequently use the same thing to practice so that they know they're going to be successful with the technology. And so uh, we're really, you know, together we're build, building technologies that are have the potential to massively impact patient outcomes and safety. But together, it's just it's a very synergistic combination. And now we have this multiplicative effect where we're really boosting each other in a, a lot of exciting ways. Absolutely. And uh, Ed, just to kind of build on to what Justin was just saying, um, it, it, would it be correct to summarize this as basically saying that uh, you can practice and repeat orthopedic procedures anytime, anywhere, almost as if you had a C-arm in your pocket? Is that is that going too far? Is that a pretty good summary? Oh, it's Justin did a really good job at explaining exactly the, the partnership and the value we see in it uh, and some of the hurdles, uh, obviously, that uh, we're, we're we're facing when we're trying to train surgeons and also educating them on on new technology. Um, you know, when you're a surgeon, you're used to doing things a certain way. You've you've come used to a very specific technique that allows reproducibility so that those outcomes are maintained. So when you're considering, uh, you know, improving yourself, um, doing it and testing it on patients is not always the best, you know, place to do that. So having a virtual experience where you are able to ask the questions, get familiar with the technology, uh, understand it's in, you know how it's going to work within your workflow. Those things are critical for physicians because the time to ask questions is not really when uh, they are in the operating room working on a patient. And we're very sensitive to that because that's a direct impact on how technology can um, benefit patients immediately. Um, one, of, one of the things with our technology specifically is very intuitive um, and it, it tries to adapt to the surgeon workflow so that uh, it provides really more information directly uh, in front of them for things that are, you know, they, they just don't, they, they try to process, if you wish, uh, in their head with their eyeballs. We, we try to elevate that information. Uh, and even though it's so intuitive and it works within their workflow, you still want to trust and verify ahead of time that this information is going to be uh, accurate for you and and the kind of information you're you're looking to have so creating an environment justin mentioned it without repeating but creating an environment uh, like an operating room is is a difficult operation it's it requires renting equipment it requires potentially getting a lab it requires you know time commitment from the physician and uh, and potentially even educating the staff that participates in making those surgeries effective. So uh, creating this virtual environment is, uh, we believe, a critical way for us to bring that experience to the physician. Um, you know, I come from a world where there is a lot of metal involved, implants and other things. And those uh, implants are like to be touched by physicians or people that are, you know, I mean, we reference them at carpenters, if you want, because they 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 like to touch things, and the software is not something you really uh, experience in a way where you can touch it. And I think uh, the virtual experience is the way we are able to bring that 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 environment for a physician to touch, feel it, ask questions in a very effective and a cost-effective way. Um, and uh, you know, going through a, a platform and the work and the quality of the environment that the team at OsoVR led by Justin is doing is is extremely impressive and when you're trying to sell software uh, bring software 
and using software to sell software makes a lot of sense in this environment. And it goes with the mission that technology has in the space, which is, you know, reducing cost, uh, increasing efficiency, and that's also increasing efficiency in training and lowering cost in, a, in, in our ability to train people. So um, it's a very very symbiotic relationship that we see from his technology platform and his mission of education and our technology platform, which is also growing and our mission to try to help the physician outcome at the time of, of surgery. Absolutely. And, you know, Justin, as we're talking about that, and, uh, you know, as Edward mentioned, just that, that training component of things, right? Because the, the you two companies, you know, share the same goal of improving patient outcomes, right? Which better training methods, better ability to train and to practice is obviously going to help elevate that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, our, our mission is not just to improve patient outcomes, but also to increase the adoption of high-value medical technology like OrthoGrid's products, um, and so you know part of that is is training people and and showing them the value of the technology and, and and how to use it, and also giving them the opportunity to objectively assess themselves. And this has been a big problem in the medical technology industry for a long time because you know we can train people in person, and like Edward said, it's it's very expensive, it's very cumbersome and logistically challenging. You can do it. But at the end of all of that, there's never really a point where you can check to see if someone is ready to use a technology, to see if they're going to be proficient when there is a patient under the knife. And so when you're in a situation with technology that you aren't ready to use in the operating room, it's it's very uh, it's a very uncomfortable experience. You know, if you're Googling or calling tech support or the rep is really, you know, doing most of the surgery via you. It creates a bad taste in your mouth and you tend to want to stick to older technology, which you perceive to be safer when really you are undertrained and not quite ready to use it. So, you know, we see um, basically our platform as a way to increase the adoption of technology like Edwards through basically training people and then being able to objectively check that you're ready to use the technology. But it's not just about that. Um, you know, right now, distributing technology in the orthopedic space is a very manual and kind of random experience. So, you know, as an orthopedic surgeon, the technology that I would encounter is just, you know, maybe someone in my hospital happened to use it, or I was at a conference and I was just wandering around and I saw it, or, you know, maybe, maybe I saw something online, I don't know, but there's no real way for me to kind of explore and try out technology just in my own home or immediately so that I can really minimize the gap period between you know, if there's a technology out there that's going to help me in my practice, I want to use it immediately. I don't want to have to wait around for years for the right course or, you know, me to be at the right conference to encounter it. And so, you know, what we also see our platform is providing for uh, OrthoGrid is the idea of technology exploration, where, you know, people can be entering our platform through some of our partner academic hospitals and they'll see OrthoGrid's technology and be like, hey, what's this? You know, I've been having issues with um, you know, my femoral abduction or leg lengths, this, this seems like this could be a helpful product. Like, how's it actually work? And just sort of almost self-serve and be like, hey, would this be helpful or not for my patients in a very low pressure environment? And, and just see for yourself so that you can always be optimizing and using the highest value technology for your practice and your patients. And so um, that's, that's really where, you know, we're both aligned in that mission to improve outcomes. But unless people are using OrthoGrid, we're the you know healthcare system's not going to get that value, and so we really see ourselves as driving it by one kind of increasing the the sort of top of the funnel so that more people are exposed to the technology, see the value, and then when they're actually using it on patients, 
they're using it correctly and they want to keep coming back because they're getting that value out of it. Interesting. So it's almost like creating a uh, a marketplace of sorts where you're able to try things out kind of beforehand and through that allow further adoption of new technologies into the medical space. Yeah, you know, I, I'd love to get Edward's opinion on it. Um, you know, when I was a fellow at Stanford Biodesign, I had a lot of my co-fellows were getting companies up off the ground. And the number one challenge for them is really, you know, training their reps and their customers. It's 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 very time consuming, expensive and, and challenging. And if there's a way to just sort of scale that up, you know, at, at a much lower cost point and have repeatability. So it's like, you know, the quality of the uh, sort of demonstration and training experience is exactly the same every single time. And you know exactly how your customers are doing so that you can personalize their training, their education pathway to their needs and their patient needs. Uh, that was what everybody identified as the biggest issue. And I realized I'm like, wow, you know, there are all these great technologies just on the cusp of, of becoming available for patients, but patients don't get access because it's too hard today to, to get a surgeon's time to, to put that lab together, like Edward said. And so, you know, if they can do it on their own or, you know, if just in a pocket, someone can put them into experience where they know they're going to have basically the perfect communication of the value of the product and get to experience it. Uh, at a, a very high fidelity, I, um, you know, I, I believe that that will really uh, rapidly uh, accelerate the adoption of technologies like OrthoGrid that we badly need. I want to add to that is uh, Justin is, you know, is creating a platform. Uh, and, and I think the word you use, Tyler, in marketplace is, is very interesting concept that he's been building um, for a while now and, and quite successfully. And when you look at uh, a small company like we are, a growing company like we are, there, there is some things that we want to control. And one of the pieces messaging can we control that our Salesforce or the people that are working with us to promote this this devices maintain the exact same type of uh, information uh, uh, I would say distilling the same information to the physicians and other things the same quality of uh, the, the touch points that the technology can help them with in the, in a in the surgery and the benefits they can they can get and I, I believe you know going through that uh, standardization of the training allows for a more precise adoption and we have a orthogrid has been around for a few years now and our product has been used by quite a few uh, uh, physicians and the one thing that really resonates with what uh, we're able to do with also VR and in terms of continuing on what we've been achieving success was is the retention rate we have a really high retention rate of over 90 percent and 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 i think that has to do with uh you know the this the way the system operates so it creates an opportunity for us to replicate that um it doesn't take much for technology to be uh, tried uh, one or two surgeries so if we can just bring those surgeries and uh, uh the opportunity to the physician to experience it early on, then we know we have a fairly high adoption rate too. We have a lot of physicians that will not operate without our technology in the operating room because it is simple and because it, it fulfills their need. So those are indicators in our market uh, that we would like to recreate. And if we can recreate those in a virtual fashion uh, and lowering cost, uh, the 
the platform that also uh, offers to the uh, to match to the OrthoGrid platform uh, in the marketability side of things, being access to physicians and training centers early on with residents, for example, who are looking for ways uh, to train on things, to learn more information. A an interesting point is something that we identify with fluoroscopy, which is a phenomenon called distortion. And distortion means that the image is actually somewhat warped and uh, it needs to be corrected. We have a, a technology that does that. We're the only one in the market that does that. Yet there is a huge amount of physicians that cannot explain that phenomenon and doesn't really understand it. So a simple way to get them to experience that phenomenon so that they can understand the primary benefit that they would get uh, in terms of accuracy in looking at an image upon which they're making decision is a very simple thing to do. But you got to be able to scale that information because after three or four years of being in a market and pushing that message, it is fascinating to see how many physicians are still not familiar with that concept. So, you know, being able to get that message readily available through these type of platforms where they can pick it up. You know, if you're a resident and uh, you have a virtual training center, which, uh, you know, uh, Justin has been really good at putting together across the, na the nation some sort of network. A resident can go pick up these this virtual experience and learn effectively without uh, even us potentially having to push that message um, and then be educated on its own. And I think that brings a whole lot more value to the message and to the education uh, of those physicians and at a very early stage. So you don't have to pick them up and on the floor of a trade show, uh, which you know means you're competing with a lot of other things that are getting their attention. And so yeah that that's that platform that uh that's being uh put in place by justin uh is something that makes a lot of sense to our own experience in the field uh in the technology that we're trying to uh bring to the market and the level of education that we're trying to promote justin would you say that uh, the healthcare industry has been uh resistant to technological change and you're hoping to help improve that or has it been pretty receptive in general to technological change and you just want to help kind of speed up the adoption of it i i think that you know in in the past five years or so there has been a huge shift in how we think about technology within healthcare and i think three things are happening one is the problems are so big that we need to do something about it. You can't ignore it any longer. Two is that the solutions are so good that they're actually solving these problems uh, to a great extent, uh, you know, something like OrthoGrid. And then the third one is just a generalized comfort with technology. At this point, technology just sort of uh, occupies every aspect of our lives. And so, you know, the thought of bringing a Google Glass into the operating room um, in kind of like the, you know, early 2010s was unconscionable uh, where I was training. Uh, but now, you know, you see, uh, you know, HoloLens and all sorts of technology in the operating room with it without without too much concern nowadays. So I think there there is a lot of openness to technology, but there are still a lot of pitfalls around utilizing technology. And I think one of them we described earlier, this, this phenomenon called the one and done phenomenon, where there is sometimes a, a perceived simplicity of, of the of, of technology um, or, or almost a, a, a trivial perception and, and by design right we you know something like OrthoGrid is is created to be so easy to use that you know people think 
well, this is so easy to use. I don't need to prepare it all, but you still do need to a little bit. And so, you know, people will bring it in before they're really ready to use it and be like, hey, this doesn't work or this wasn't a good experience. Or they might use it in a research study that they once again, they weren't trained up to use it. A great example of this is uh, a few years ago, um, Medtronic created uh, acquired a device called Ardeon, which is a renal denervation system to treat hypertension. It could permanently cure high blood pressure. And they did this huge clinical trial in the U.S. and it ended up failing. And when they asked the practitioners who participated in the trial how many times they'd actually used the device before uh, starting to enroll patients, it was like zero or one time for the majority of them. And so this idea that, you know, people just sort of like cowboy this stuff and bring in the operating room uh, before they're ready is, is one of the reasons why you're seeing slower adoption. So it, it basically skews the perception where people are like, oh, the technology is, is not working or providing as much value as we thought it would be when it's really that people are not using it correctly. They're not preparing themselves. And so that's what we see is really important because um, trust is such a major major thing in healthcare. You know, you need to trust the technology that you use. And there's a lot of general distrust of technology, even though we use it all the time for critical applications, because people think about their phones breaking all the time, their computers with bugs and things like that. And that's in the back of their mind. So if they just have one tiny speed bump, then it kind of sends things off the rails. So it's very important that as you scale a technology across the US and across the globe, that you can ensure that it's being used properly so that everyone can see that the technology itself is quite safe and that they feel comfortable starting to adopt it more broadly. And also the data that you're generating, especially in the early days, is showing that you are delivering the value that you say you will, because once again, it's being used properly in these situations. And so that's why we see laying the foundation to rapidly scale these technologies is where a lot of the synergy comes in with virtual reality and intraoperative navigation solutions like OrthoGrid. Edward, you know, Justin mentioned there the importance of trust in the healthcare system and, you know, in the healthcare industry. And trust is also an important aspect of partnerships like this. There has to be uh, trust between, uh, you know, two companies when you partner together in this way. So what made Justin and also VR an ideal partner for OrthoGrid for, you know, for a project like this? Uh, in addition to the technological aspects, what about them as a company and Justin as a person kind of made them the kind of people that you wanted to be associated with? Trust is critical in in uh, everything you do, um, you know, business, whether it's uh, operating room, whether it's surgical patient, physician, uh, but it's also in all the relationships that we have. Uh, so uh, where I was first exposed to Justin and also VR, one is uh, a very sharp individual who is fully committed to his mission, and you could see that very early on. And uh, I believe uh, we met at uh, Doc SF, and we have a mutual friend in Dr. Stefano Bini, who is a strong advocate of uh, technology and integration and creating relationships between people who are uh, like-minded, who are uh, taking action in bringing technology into orthopedics, or at least in even healthcare in general, and he created a great platform for that, for people to, to meet and to get to know each other and to understand what the different value propositions are from one another and, and to collaborate. And I think, um, you know, being able to see Justin and the progress he's made with this technology platform over the years is just an outstanding, um, you know, example of uh, the commitment and, and the quality of the effort that he puts in into, you know, fulfilling that mission. And that's that's part of the 
of the trust uh, that that comes into play and the res mutual respect. I think at least I certainly have a, tons of respect for him and what he's been doing. Uh, and I, I coming from my experience and uh, knowing how hard it is to get a business off the ground uh, to integrate technology into healthcare. I think we are able to exchange a lot on some of the difficulties that, you know, the market uh, offers us and obstacles that we have to jump over. And and, and uh, that mutuality, I guess, in the experience as well brings uh, that level of trust that we're able to exchange and communicate on. And uh, uh, once again, the uh, the quality of, of what he does, his team, uh, and uh, the business model he's put in place uh, proves that, um, you know, he's, he's a great partner and uh, we've been able to exchange a lot of great conversations and and mutual resources and references as well to help uh, both our businesses grow. So it goes beyond just what the technology platform offers. It's, it's also a kind of a human relationship where the trust is established there. Justin, would you mind uh, kind of expounding a little bit more about that uh, from your perspective? Just what, what made uh, OrthoGrid such an ideal partner for you uh, just as an entrepreneur and as someone that, you know, is in the business world as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought uh, Edward put it really eloquently. I think, you know, there are a lot of different layers to our relationship. I think, you know, as a healthcare technologist and an orthopedic surgeon, I've dreamt of a technology like OrthoGrid. I, I, I wished I had had it when... Uh, I was in residency, I can think of several patients who I just was like, man, I wish there was a way to know, uh, you know, what the rotation was like right now or the length of the legs. And and, and here it is, you know, and it's, it's it's coming into the world. I'm like, oh, my God, what can I do to help? Like, this is like my my dream technology. And then, you know, the fact that, you know, we're at similar stages and we're both dealing with a lot of the same challenges, it, I, you know, it, he, he briefly alluded to it, you know, Edward, about what it takes to build a business from the ground, especially within healthcare. And it is like, it takes all of you. And so, you know, very few people understand what it's like to go through that. So to talk to someone who's had the same experiences and dealing with the same challenges, it's very helpful, you know, and it, um, on, on so many levels. Um, and then finally, to actually be able to, you know, leverage our technologies to help each other move forward, in addition to all of our business connections, it's just, it's been a great relationship. And it's, it's been so awesome to see him succeed and his company grow. And the fact that, you know, our technologies are going to help each other be more successful is, is, is so exciting for me. But um, just in general, I really support him um, and what he's trying to do and the change he's trying to make in our field, because I think it's just really important, like I said before, that just anyone who's getting these surgeries just knows they're going to have an outstanding outcome every single time. That's like, uh, to me, that's a state that I would be so excited about. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's always great when you get to see a partnership, see a relationship like what is occurring between your two companies that is so symbiotic, right? Where both sides benefit and it's beneficial for everybody. And in the end, like you mentioned, you see increased adoption of technology in the healthcare space and also improved patient outcomes. I think that those are just amazing outcomes, you know, amazing benefits of uh, this partnership that you have between your two companies. So guys, thank you so much for joining me to talk about this today. Dr. Justin Barad, thank you again for uh, for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been great. And Edward Saget, thank you again for joining us as well, uh, co-founder of OrthoGrid. Edward, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Tyler. And thanks, Justin. Good chatting with you too. Likewise, my friend. <laughs> 